A Small Business Show, episode number 69 for Wednesday, June 1st, 2016. Folks, and welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show by, for, and about small business owners or people that want to be small business owners. Here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Lafayette, California, I'm Shannon Jean. How goes it, man? Um, I think I started a new business this week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you sound a little. <laughs> well, I don't know if it counts. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess it, I guess it could. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a brand new business, but um, sure. with one of the bands I'm in, Fling, we just finished recording our uh, a five song five songs that we're going to release as a as an EP. Nice and uh, and so we we've got them actually online at at uh, oh what's the name of the site? It's it's not. Um, SoundCloud because they screw everybody now. It's uh, fa- yeah, yeah. It's Fanburst. So if you go to fanburst.com slash fling, you can stream them for free right there, right in, in your web browser. But um, but we're, cool, we're also pushing them. You know, I want to get them on iTunes and Spotify and yeah. Apple Music and all of that. And so uh, we we've done that or we're doing that. It's happening as in fact, as you and I talk here, uh, we partnered with a company called CD Baby. That uh, that does this. They're an aggregator. They started just by selling people CDs online. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And now they they've taken it to digital distribution. And there's a couple of different companies that that do this, as you might imagine. There's a lot of money in being a middleman. Sure. Uh, you know, still we had a didn't we have a show about that? Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of shows about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but so we you know we use them and we paid them uh, we paid them about seventy five bucks today to get everything registered for this five song EP and put it online. And then um, I think we'll probably pay about that every year to renew that, to keep it online. So the question is, is this going to be a losing venture or a winning venture uh, to have, you know, if I, if I just isolate these songs now, obviously having these songs out there is not something we did for, for profit. It's more for fun, but it also, you know, helps bring people to our gigs and, and all that stuff and gives people a reason to keep coming because they'll, they'll be able to listen to these songs at home and it, you know, it extends the experience and that's a good thing. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds awesome. I'm curious to see how much, I mean, we'll get some money, I would assume, because I'm going to go listen to it online. So I know that there will be, you know, some fraction of a penny that will be earned by us. The question is how many fractions of a penny? uh, Yeah. And the, and CD baby, do they, they push it out to all these different channels? Yeah. There's probably a hundred different channels with, you know, uh, it'll be for sale in iTunes. It'll be for stream on Apple music, Spotify, Deezer title, and a million that you haven't heard of. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Now you, you have another podcast, the, the, uh, gig gab yeah. where you talk about, you know, the band and everything else. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, definitely listened to a few shows. Do, do you guys, uh, talk a lot about the business side of, of running the band or more performance wise? We talk about both. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of it is business because yeah, yeah it, I mean, the focus of that show, well, it's not, it's not just this, yeah, it's not just this part of it. Um, you know, Paul Kent, my co-host there runs a, a cover band actually out in your area, uh, your sure. neck of the woods. In fact, I'm playing a couple of gigs with him, uh, in August. So, uh, nice. Yeah. But, um, but so we talk a lot about more the, 
the financial slash business aspect of of a gigging musician right you know where you're yep. you know because that's where i mean <laughs> at least thus far for me that's where if there's any quote-unquote real money that's where it is and it's not very much but yeah right but you know it's it's at least you know in the hundreds of dollars per versus you know fractions cool. of cents yeah yeah that's perfect that's yeah. awesome that's yep. good um, congratulations i think that's great i'm excited that's and now i yeah. you know now that we've finally done it it's, it's such a pain in the neck getting the tracks in the right format for everything I mean, you know it's it makes sense. I'm a I'm a geek, and, and but I get it. But it's always like, oh, we got to get it just right, and then it's get every all this information in, and now hurry up and wait for them to you know tell us it's it's ready for sale, and it might be That's ready really for cool. sale tomorrow. I mean, it, well, it know, could happen quickly, or it could take three weeks. I don't know. Yeah, and the thing I like about it is that um, despite the out- outcome, you know, one of the most important things about running your business and and powering through all the stuff you have to you know do you, you got to keep your energy level high yeah and you know oftentimes power you know when you're when you're going through a tough time uh you know somebody's attacking your charmed life yes. um like we've talked about here you, you need things that will help you with that energy level and they be they may not be related to your business no. probably wouldn't be so i can just tell by the inflection in your tone of voice and everything else something you're very excited about so those things really go a long way to helping you your overall uh let's call it the small business ecosystem if you will because i know you have a bunch of stuff going on and that's hugely positive i think it's great it is yeah and it is it's one of those things i mean just the fact that i get to do this is a it means my charmed life is is you know still mostly intact which is yeah that's killer yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good it's good so whatever i mean that i i just i think that uh you know, finding something that helps you with that energy, whether it's, you know, something related to commerce or whether, you know, I, I love selling stuff on eBay, you know, and I always have a ton of personal things that I pick up here and there and I'm like, oh, I can make some money on that or I can do this. And, you know, it's usually not a ton of money. I have this separate account that I'm, you know, outside of uh, the businesses that I do, but I love it. I'm like, look, I made 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's exciting. I could sit and, and the great thing is, you know, you can do it all on your phone and manage yep. everything. And I love it. It's, uh, you know, those kinds of things that get you excited, uh, are really important. Yeah. So, I, congrats I agree. Again. Thanks man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Very cool. I'll, I'll keep very you posted cool. of course, yeah, cause it's great. just fun. It's, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, this week we had, uh, some great responses to our IRS show last week and, um, it's a, you know, always a fascinating subject. You know, uh, one of our listeners, Dan wrote in and asked about, uh, you know, some issues he was having with the IRS. And, and, uh, if you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that show yet, go back and, uh, there, there's some really, uh, you know, important tips. I think one of the, maybe the most important, the two things that really stuck with me is, you know, humanizing your relationship with the IRS, getting past the, the blank letter or the, you know, phone call, that kind of thing. And then the other one, I think, Dave, that you really, uh, you know, hit on with me is that don't forget you're the customer of the IRS. And yeah. I, you know, I mean, you, you obviously, you mean, I, I guess, and, you know, what I took away from that is you don't want to have an adversarial relationship with them. No. Um, and, you know, for the most part, you, you shouldn't have. If, you know, you've made some mistakes or something's going on, as long as you're not committing fraud, which, you know, I know none of our listeners did that. So, you know, you, you made some errors or you maybe didn't report something correctly. They really will help you figure it out. You, you know, yes, you may owe them some money, but, or maybe you won't. You know, you're just not going to know until you go through the process. Yeah, it, yeah. And I guess, you know, it, it sounds like we're going to do a little follow-up to that here. One thing I will say is, 
just because the IRS reaches out to you doesn't mean you definitely owe them all kinds of money. It it just means they have a question. Yeah, that's right. That That's yeah. it. Uh, you know, and it might mean that you owe them all kinds of money. There's no guarantee. You never know. You never know. But it's, you know, you have to deal with it. They're not going to go away. No. Um, they, you know, they're going to want some information from you. It could be just a little tidbit that takes, you know, a 10 minute phone call or it could be something that, you know, goes over time. So it's, I think, shifting uh, your uh, view of the relationship could be the most important thing on how you traverse uh, a situation like that, whether it's just an inquiry or full blown audit. Yeah. And, and I, I thought, and since, I didn't get, uh, you know, we kind of burned through our time uh, as we are wont to do here. And and I could, d- you know, I definitely have a few more things to say. So I thought we would continue on part two of the IRS show. I'm in. Cool with that. Awesome. Yeah, man. Awesome. I love, I love talking. It's weird. I, but I love talking about the IRS. And yeah. and I think we're the only podcast out there that uh, maybe we've, maybe we're stumbling into our niche here. Shannon. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Uh, mark so, my words. And if, if they don't come to fruition, then it doesn't matter. But otherwise mark my words. Yeah. And I think it'd be different if we had maybe had different outlooks or different outcomes from interacting with them. But, you know, I think we both told some stories last week about things that turned out okay. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is really important is, you know, going into anything with the IRS, you, you want to always try to have, you know, a relationship with an accountant before something like that happens. Uh, because it's it's a very different conversation to call an accountant and say, hey, I'm having trouble with the IRS versus calling an accountant and saying, hey, I need somebody to help me with my business. And uh, can I, can, I want to yes. take us on a tangent already there because Absolutely. that is a hugely valuable piece of advice, not just about an accountant. You want to have a relationship with all kinds of service providers and, and accountant is one of them, but an attorney is another. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you run into some problem, you got to be able to call somebody. Yeah. You know, and, and you want to, they want to have that backstory on who you are on who you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, when I ran into some, uh, well, when I, the first, I told that story a couple of weeks ago, about the, the first time I had to sue somebody and, uh, the good news, I, I, you know, and it was this petrifying experience, uh, as I said, but the part of it that wasn't petrifying was I had several people that I knew that were former clients of mine, but not that former, you know, uh, that, uh, that I had done work for them that were attorneys. And so it was like, oh, great. And I really didn't, you know, the business was sort of in its infancy. I didn't have, maybe not infancy, but, you know, in its toddlerhood, I hadn't sure. had need for an, an attorney on a regular basis. So I really didn't have one for the business. And uh, thankfully, I, you know, I knew people that I could reach out to. And I did. I reached out to, uh, actually, at the time, it was two of them. And it absolutely did not work out with one. In fact, the first one that I talked to, it, I, I don't remember the details, but I remember it going very, very poorly, the conversation I had with the guy. But uh, but the other one worked out really well. And then, you know, he worked for us for a long time until he retired. And now he sits in Italy. Nice. Uh, he, he always told me he was a broke lawyer. But uh, but he has this villa in Italy in a town where you can't drive cars. And it sounds quite sublime. So I'm not convinced that he was a broke lawyer. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was broke. Yeah, it could uh, yeah, be. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. But uh, but, but that's a, it is a really good point to make uh you know, you want to start those types of relationships yeah. early, early on, right? And even if you're not hiring someone just, you know, keeping your ears open about 
about people that provide services to businesses, you know, and it, it, it might be accounting is one. I mean, accounting, you're going to need kind of early on, you know, legal help is another, but really anything that might apply to your business, just keep, just build the relationship, even if it's separate from the business, even if you haven't, you know, contracted with them and it helps to join, you know, like we, there's this local thing. It's, it's loosely referred to as the men's club around here, you know, but it's really just a group of guys that are all, it started out as like dads of, of kids and cub scouts of, of which I am not one, but then it, but then it started to spread. And now once a month they get together, but it's really helpful. You know, there's yeah. people there that run all, you know, all kinds of different uh, businesses and I've used them, sure. you know, for landscaping. I mean, there's all kinds of things I've used, but it's nice to hire somebody that you trust. Yeah. And it, it sure. shortcuts that first conversation. Yeah. And, and those people, you know, accountants, attorneys, bankers, they are looking for you. You know, yes. they want to have the relationship and the, the, the conversation is just so much more pleasant when you can say, well, you know, we started this business and, you know, we've had a little bit of success and, you know, I don't need uh, an attorney right now, uh, but I, I certainly wanted to reach out and have a conversation, maybe get a cup of coffee. And that way they just kind of know who you are. Yeah. And in, in the event that you, you know, you're, uh, accountant, you need some help with the IRS or you need some, you know, a letter written that you can't do yourself by an attorney. That That's, it's just a way better conversation when you make that phone call and say, Hey, Bob, you know, we it, met it's six Dave. months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, right. Right. Yeah. We, we, even if it, it's, it's Dave Hamilton and remember I'm the guy that was, <laughs> you know, if you got to tell the story, Oh yeah, I remember you. Okay, great. That's right. You know, yeah. it's what they do for a living. So it's not going to be weird to them. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a, a fiercely independent person. And once the legal industry started to get disrupted by like, you know, legal zoom and rocket lawyer and those kinds of places, I loved it. Cause I could do all these things myself, you know, yeah. Hey, I can, I don't have to pay somebody to do an LLC. I could do this. Right. I could do that. But you but. still <laughs> want to have someone that you can call and, uh, you know, who knows who you are. Yep. So, you know, I think I see my attorney once a year and, you know, we go grab lunch and we check up on things. This is that. And we talk tech. He asks me all these technology questions and, and I ask him what's going on. And I'm, you know, we, I'd love to have him on sometime actually and talk about his business because he's, you know, a successful guy and yeah. it's a, another small business type of thing. So I think that's a real good, uh, a real good point to, uh, yeah. To, so to I, I think that the easy three are banker, accountant, and attorney, um, but but there might be more for your business. You know, think about what look at someone who has a business like yours that maybe is 10 times your size. Right. Yeah. And, you know, what what services do they employ? Well, you hope to be at that point. You plan to be there. You've probably got a system in place that will get you there if it succeeds. So just start making the relationships, even though you don't necessarily need to employ these people yet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to, you know, exchange money. They, they're willing to put some time in to, to yeah. you know, meet you and yeah. you know, see if there's a possibility of doing some business down the road. Yeah. So yeah. that's very cool. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to no, take no. us on too much Those of a are really tangent, valuable. But, yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that's great. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the things talking about the IRS and things, if you do wind up having to go through an audit, you know, I think it's also very important to understand is, yeah, they're looking at your business, but they're also probably looking at you as well. And what I mean by that is they will often do what they call a lifestyle reality check. Mm. And they're really what they're trying to do is match up your lifestyle with your tax filing. And if they can't do this, and I talked to a guy 
at length about this one time. Might have been over a few beers at some convention or something. And he was telling me how this guy worked for the IRS that they they put a lot of time into just just kind of checking things out, even if it's casually looking at you know property values, the cars you drive. I mean, all the things you're reporting. They just want to see it kind of match up. Not doesn't have to be exact, but kind of close. Uh, to the revenue that, and the you know tax information that you're reporting on your on your uh, income tax. That's so smart. Yeah, I can totally yeah. see where, it, especially in the audit process, it it there, I mean it's like I relate in last week's show. It's you having a conversation with one person. Well, it, that's true on the other side too, right? They're having a conversation with you, and they're deciding how much effort do I think I need to put into digging. Into right. finding out things like, does this person come across as someone who's who's honest or not? Right. I mean, that's that's yes. going to be the that the, the, they're going to make that determination correct or not. They are going to decide whether you are guilty. Now, they may not be able to prove it, 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 it whether you are or not is irrelevant, it, you know. But if they if they feel like, wow, I really feel like this guy's guilty, but I haven't seen any evidence, any hard evidence of that. But he's driving a different car, his, his property and the watch and the <laughs> right, he comes right, in in the right. suit, the way he handles himself. I, I, there's more. And so they're going to yeah. dig. They're going to go for that second wave. Whereas if you show up and, you know, you you present an appearance that matches what your stated income is, they're going to say, OK, here's this guy. And all right. Well, I have no. There's there's no spidey sense that tells yeah, me there's no reason to keep yeah. digging. And, and that the thing is. You know, any interaction that you have with them, they are auditing you. Of course. On a, pers- on a personal level, they're making oh, judgments yeah. uh, on your, you know, your office, your building, your vehicles, all those things. And again, most, you know, most of us don't have anything to worry about that. Um, but you need to be able to, uh, which kind of leads us into another thing, you, you need to be able to justify your income, your, uh, you know, your write-offs, your expenses. Can, can you explain everything? And if, you know, especially with your accountant's help, if you can explain everything, because oftentimes the accountants are going to look at things differently and go, oh, you know what? We can do this or we can do that. Yeah. You know, as long as you can explain it, the IRS person that you're dealing with it, it should be fine with it. Um, and, you know, if it makes sense to you as well as your accountant, even if it's things, you know, I mean, kind of a lot of hot buttons are you know, vacation costs tied into your business, entertainment, you know, when those numbers are really large, they're always suspect. Um, But they're not necessarily, a vacation's an interesting thing because if you are taking a vacation that can be, and I've had an accountant advise me to write off a vacation when it was like, look, you, this is a board meeting for your company. It's like, well, I mean, sure, but- that's it's right. a vacation, man. You know, they're like, no, yeah. no, no, that's fine. But who went? Are those people all part of your company's board? Yes. Did anyone else go? No. Did you discuss business while you were there, at least for some period of time? Yes. Well, the I mean, the IRS allows retreats right. to be part of. The, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As long, again, as long as it's justified, you feel comfortable yeah. uh, stating it. I mean, you know, you, you can't take 10 people, uh, you know, unless they're, you know, directly related to your business. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, you start maybe, writing off your kids and they're not yeah. people that work at your business. Correct. Uh, it gets a little Correct. dicey. Yeah. yeah. It's like your car. Same thing. You know, if you've got a car that you're leasing uh, through your business, um, 
it's no problem. But if it's your only car, you're not going to be able to take 100% of no. the write-off, right? No. And your accountant can help you figure that out. And they say, well, you know, we can take 50%, you know, because you're using it for you know part of the business, or maybe it's higher than that. But you need to have that discussion yep. so you don't have things keeping you up at night. When you get a letter from the IRS that says, hey, we want to look at your books, you can go, okay, no problem. It's, it's a headache. And yeah, it takes some time, but we don't have anything to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very important. And it is helpful. That That's where it's helpful to have an accountant as opposed to, you know, accountantsonline.com or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, sure. where you're making your own decisions based on what other people have done in other businesses. It's it, it's helpful to have someone advising you. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's actually right. aware of what you're doing as opposed to just giving you general advice because – General advice doesn't help when it's you and another person having a conversation that impacts your future. Well, and you're not an accountant. It's probably not. <laughs> and yeah. unless, you, unless that's your business. But I mean, right. you know, there's so many nuances to the way the laws work. Uh, and, you know, even if a mistake is made and your accountant says, well, look, we did it this way. You know, the IRS may say, OK, we, we consider that you, you, you know, we don't interpret it that way. But we're going to waive penalties, fees, but you owe a little bit more money or something right. like that. I mean, right. it's all a, a, a negotiation is what it really is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few things that are really touchy on. One of them is payroll taxes. Oh. You've got them. <laughs> if you've got employees and you're collecting payroll taxes, you it just needs to be straight in and out. And, you know, I don't know if we've all heard of these stories, but I certainly have of, you know, companies that you know, run low on cash flow and start to get a little arrears in making those payroll tax deposits. That is just a recipe for disaster uh, and always stands out to the IRS that there's yeah. uh, that there's a problem. Uh, um, and, yeah, and then, that's man. It, it's I, a bad, it's I, a bad thing. I can see it. I mean, you oh, know, yeah, it's like, wow, that it, it, I have the money. It's a you significant. Know. Yeah. If you've got a bunch of employees, it's, it's, it's not an insignificant amount. And you know, Cash it's not your, your money. Business. It's not your money. It's, it's That's their exactly money. Right. Yep. It, yep. It, it, I mean, it's it's either your employees' money or the IRS's money, but it is certainly not your money. No. And, <laughs> and yeah, and, that's and if the you're problem. A, yeah, yeah, if you're using a payroll service and it's all getting sucked out, you know, that's great. If you're doing your own payroll, which I don't think that's a good idea, but uh, that's a whole other show. Um, you know, it's so inexpensive to do now or yeah. to, to hire somebody to do it. And there's a lot of liability. You want to make sure all that stuff is, is getting well, we, gets taken care we of. We use Bank of America's payroll service here. And, and so they don't suck out the taxes at the same time that they suck out the, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the payroll check. So we do, we get that float for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah, but we don't, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we don't bank on it. So yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's but right, yeah, yeah, even, even using a service, I get. I suppose it's because it's our bank's service. Could be. Yeah. Um, it's not all happening at once. Uh, that's right. You know, they, and they send us email reminders. They're like, oh, you got to go approve, you know, this, these taxes to leave your account. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Lisa always asks me because she handles our books and, and, you know, twice a month she'll ask me, is it okay to pay X amount? In taxes. Sure. And the answer, she asked me because she doesn't want to make an expenditure without me knowing about it. Right. And my answer is always, if we have to, you know, and, <laughs> and I know, <laughs> the, right. I know yeah. the reply is yes, we have yes, to. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, and, and, you know, you use uh, a lot of contractors in your businesses, yeah. uh, right? And that's another hot button really for the IRS, especially right now in this kind of, you know, the gig economy we've talked about before, you know, Uber and 
and uh, Instacart and you know, these shopping and delivery places now where people are working, you know, the IRS is really looking at how you classify the people that work for you. Um, you know, are your contractors, uh, and you can't see me, but I'm making quote signs in the air, you know, are they really employees? You, you need to make sure, and, and the IRS has a few tests that they they want to ask you to be sure that they, they pass the, uh, those tests. And, you know, there's a it, real quick, you know, do you control when the person works and where they work? You know, if, if you're telling them when and where, that's a, if you can't pass that test, they're an employee. They're an employee. Yeah. Uh, you know, how they are paid. Are they getting paid commissions? Are they getting paid, you know, an hourly wage? I mean, there's some real gray areas there. And and what type of relationship do you have with them? Are you giving them benefits? Are you offering them insurance? You really want to uh, get some advice before you you know, just classify people as contractors because you don't want to pay, you know, the, the, I mean, it's expensive. And and there are some companies that, you know, I know a few local businesses around here that kind of sneak under the radar with everybody as a contractor, not as employee. And, and it's, that's kind of part of their uh, uh, advantage, if you will, keeps their, their costs lower, but it's really not the right way. And it's just eventually, gonna, gonna, it's going to catch up. It's going to yeah. catch up and I, um, they will go back and back and back to collect those fees. You know, I, I, I play the drums and one of the things that I started doing, I guess maybe three years ago, maybe it was two, I don't know, uh, is doing, uh, theater gigs where I go and, and, you know, play in a theater pit. And when I started doing it just a couple of years ago or restarted, it had been 20 years. Um, but I already had, I knew how to do it. Uh, but when I restarted doing it, I was paid as a contractor, which is how I get paid for every music gig I've ever done. So it didn't sure. seem weird to me. And then about a year ago, I picked up a gig with someone that I had done a gig before. And they're like, oh, we need you to fill out a W-2. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, all right. So I filled it out. And I, when I got paid, they took, you know, they treated me as a part-time employee and took taxes out. And it hit me. I was like, oh. Yeah, they are dictating the hours I work. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't get to pick when to show up and play the show. The show yeah. is at 7 p.m. on Thursday. I, you know, and like, you have to be at that location. Of course. Yeah. Like if yeah. I'm not, then I won't get paid. And they'll be really pissed, too, because they yeah, don't have a drummer. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. Right. So it, wow. it when it, when, you know, and, and, and even the small theaters around here are all doing it. So clearly someone from the IRS stepped in, in at least in this yeah. area of the country and said, uh, yeah, whoa, you realize you're doing this wrong? And everybody was like, no, we're, you know, we're, we're small local theater. Sure. We're just scraping by <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I, well I, scrape by this way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a huge, I mean, uh, millions, probably tens of millions of, uh, uh, workers that are misclassified and they're always on the lookout for those kinds of things. So you well, just want to ask especially those, so you know. in, in market or in businesses where, people might not claim everything. I mean, let's face it. Musicians, yeah. if they get cash for a gig, forget it. They're never going to report. I do actually, because I yeah. want to take my expenses. Sure. <laughs> but most, right off, yeah. most cats don't, they just, just like put the cash in my pocket and go home. Right. You know, right. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they target those, especially where somebody's not just going to turn around and say, Oh yeah, I got a 1099 and now I got to pay my taxes. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 So you want to watch out for that stuff. And you know, we, uh, uh, we're coming up against it, you know, the end of the half hour again here, but I did want to mention that equally, uh, you know, 
fraught with with what could be headaches is your state uh, sales tax, the you know the collection agency, whoever that is. In California, they're called, it's called the State Board of Equalization. Just the name you know, <laughs> fills, fills me with with dread. But they're actually full of really cool people, just like the IRS. Once you make that connection, um, but you know, they, similar to payroll tax, you know, they're saying, hey, if you're collecting sales tax, uh, number one, you should be in depending upon what you offer and where you sell it, how you ship it, if it goes out of the state, all these kinds of things. If you're collecting tax, it's not your money. And it you know, you've got to make your depending upon how much volume you have to pay monthly or quarterly, uh, that sales tax needs to be paid to whatever entity in your state collects that stuff. Um really strict, heavily monitored, um, you know. I've been through a few of those audits and thankfully, you know, we had all our ducks in a row, but it was just digging through massive uh, amounts of data to, uh, to show all that. I highly recommend running your business in a state that doesn't have sales tax. Yep. (laughs) It would be fantastic. Just so happens I'm in one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and you just have to be careful because even though you may even be in the services business, there's a tremendous, uh, you know, a crazy amount of rules related to your services and what you bundle with them and how you true. Uh, present them and things. And, and we still to this day often have customers, you know, probably every few months make a comment like, well, you shouldn't be charging me sales tax, you know? And now we just give them a piece of paper and say, Oh, you know, Hey, we, we would love not to charge sales tax. These are the folks who make the rules. Give them a call because we know we're right. Cause we've, sure. you know, you've done it enough. It enough. Yeah. You've done it enough. And if you don't collect that sales tax, what happens when you go through a sales tax audit and they go, okay, you did this X thousands of times over the last four years, you know, you now have to pay that tax to us. Yeah. They whether, you know, whether they, you they got it from care. your customer or not. Correct. That's right. Correct. Yep. And you know, and the same with, if you're selling to, other companies that are resellers, you're selling products to them and they are saying, hey, we don't want to pay sales tax. We've got a resale permit. You are ultimately liable. So you need to have a copy of their current permit. And per- perhaps most importantly, it needs to be in your industry. You oh, can't really? not, absolutely. You can't, if you're selling uh, roofing material and you know Barbara's uh, Beauty Salon has a resale permit, you have to charge them tax because they're not in the roofing business and on and on and on. And it can get very, uh, you know, difficult. Because, Barbara, because Barbara's salon might need roofing materials for their roof yeah, as opposed to for, yeah, I see what you're and saying. They have to pay that tax of because course. they are the, the, the key thing they to remember the, they is the end customer. They yeah. are the end customer. Who is the end user, the end customer? That person ultimately needs to pay the sales tax. Okay. So when you're, when you're making that sale, you got to ask yourself that, you know, who, who's using it. That and actually makes sense. So sales tax yeah. theoretically should only be paid once, but it must be paid once. Correct. Yeah. And, and as, as a business, if you have a resale permit, and you pay tax on something you're reselling, you get to claim that tax back. Right. As, That's right. as long as you keep good records. And yeah. if you have that in your, your uh, purchasing system and your process, whatever you're using, and you run that report, you just deduct that right off the top. Yeah. It, no, I it's dealt great. with that when I was doing consulting down in Connecticut because I yeah. would go to, you know, whatever, Best Buy or Circuit City at sure. the time and, and buy, you know, a router for somebody, whatever, and then yep. go sell it to a customer and be like, all right, well, I just, yeah, you do the, the, the math and, fill in the report and you're done. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard. That's right. 
Oh, yeah, so you want to keep on the good side of those folks. And, you know, if you do run up against them, same thing. Go back and listen to last week's show if you missed it. You know, we talk about really getting a relationship with them, you know, humanizing. If you don't get to the right person, hang up and call back the next day and try to get someone else or find out when that other person's at lunch and see if they have somebody covering for them. I've used that a couple times and it's, it's, it can make all the difference. Of so, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works out really good. Yeah, or, you know, have, have, uh, have one person from your business tie that person up on the phone and call again and get ah, somebody else. Great. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I've never done that, but it could work. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you can only talk to one person at a time. Sure. As as or concerned. pay your accountant to deal with them. I mean, you that's know, true. If, if they're really good at it and they're personable yeah. and they've got a lot of experience and they know what buttons to push and terms to use, then that's certainly, uh, you know, another viable uh, alternative. You'll, you know, you're going to pay for, you're going to pay money, but in the other way, you're yeah. going to pay your time. So depends right. on what's more, what's more valuable for you. Right. Yeah. So. You know, I feel like it, it, in that scenario, I would make the the first phone call and talk to these people. Uh, yeah. Be, but knowing that I have to be very careful what I what I say, specifically what I, you know, and I'm going to use the wrong word here, but what I admit to. What I tell them that I have done, right? Sure. You know, but as long as I know that I, if I'm calling and it's, it's a fact finding mission for me to decide, okay, do I want to have my accountant call? Because I'm, I'm of the mindset that when you have an accountant call the IRS or an attorney call somebody, it ups the ante a little bit. It shows, Indeed. you know, and, and so, and, and that can, that can work to your benefit, but it can also backfire. It can. And you yeah. don't necessarily get to pick. It's a, it's a gamble. You are rolling. Well, and you dice. only get one time. That's it. That's yeah. why I would make the first yeah. call and just feel it out. I would agree out. with you. And if they say, oh, we just need, you know, you had a, a decimal point in the wrong spot on your return. Yeah. Can you sign this form? And yes, absolutely done. You know, and I might even, you know, t- take a screenshot of the form and send it to my accountant. Is this sure. cool, man? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Well, you okay. can talk to them before. Say, hey, I got this letter. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about just calling them back. What, what do you think? You know, what can I do? And you get that advice. And again, that's an, uh, an accountant that you've had yeah. a couple conversations with already. Uh, because if you call one out of the blue and say, look, I got this thing, they're, they're not going to want to advise you. No, because they they're can't. Gonna, they, yeah, he's going to say, well, I don't know much about your business. So, you know, uh, let's schedule a time and we'll dig through it together. I mean, you yeah. they have to do some research. But if yeah. they've helped you with your quarterlies, you know, other tax issues or, you know, whatever. They, whatever they're it is. They're going to be in your yeah. court. Yeah. But yeah, yeah make that, so. I, I would say, unless you know that the, what they've sent you means they already mean business. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and you might, there, you might be get something and say, whoa, you got it. yep. Oops. This is that That's one right. thing I was hoping they wouldn't ask about. Well, guess what? You know, they, they asked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, we, like I said, we had some great response to all the IRS stuff last week. Really important. You know, Dave and I are not accountants. Uh, we're just telling you our personal history, some anecdotal stuff. Talk to your accountant, your attorney and, uh, Give us a uh, an email or uh, go to businessshow.co. How else can they get a hold of us, Dave? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Business Show Co. too, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash businessshow.co. Because awesome. you're a rock star and got us businessshow.co on Facebook. So I snuck it in. Yeah, of course, somebody from Facebook is probably listening. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. going to be that's over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the too. thing. You know, you, you, you yeah. don't want to admit too much. So That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, this awesome. was a this was a packed show. I feel yes. like um, I, I'm kind of exhausted, and I was part of it, so I only like got half the information because the other half I brought. So, you got it right yeah, on. Yeah, man. <laughs> call Enjoy us at uh, call us at four zero one four seven two four two four nine. We'd love to hear from you. 
And uh, we'll see you next week. Right? Take care, everybody. Yep. See you next week.